Alrighty, this is the first episode of Gaming to the Culture. We want to thank you for choosing us out of all the podcasts in the world. You're here with us tonight, and that means the world. This is your hostess with the mostest, Janae Benet. And I also got my buddy, my friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Fair. Kevin, go ahead and tell tell people a little bit something about yourself. A lot of people lead off with that man, myth, legend stuff, and I, I don't have no legend. <laughs> I don't have legend money, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's mythical. The money is mythical. That's a myth, all right. <laughs> but what's going on, everybody? Really happy to be here. Uh, my name is Kevin Fair, CEO of iPlay Games, your turnkey solution for live and online gaming events. Okay. So, yep, that's Kevin. We're going to try to have him back here every week, but Kevin's busy. So, we'll see. Um, but not so busy since the uh, virus hit, huh, Kevin? No, yeah, I was going to say it's it has certainly slowed down things in my industry, but, you know, got your health, man. So uh, we've been doing a lot of things uh, online that, you know, have allowed us to stay engaged with our clients, with our, with our crowd, man. So, you know, I think in a lot of ways we've been able to have a lot of fun doing things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, you know. I think that it has been super creative to see people doing like a lot of things online, a lot of people reigniting that online um, gameplay, um, you know, their love. Some people's first tournaments were online. Uh, I know everyone can't do it. Like I know uh, Combo Breaker just canceled. They pulled the plug on it. Yeah, uh, which is, up, unfortunately. Yeah, which is super unfortunate. I know some other people who are like waiting to see if they can pull the plug. Um, and as much as I want everyone to succeed, I think once E3 pulled it, you know, and E3, I, I, I'm speculating from the things that I've heard was kind of in its last year anyway, because so many people were pulling out. So maybe it's not the best, it's not the best example, but I think like once E3 pulled it in June, you know, anything before then just doesn't seem possible. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you imagine... I think a lot of these things are twofold as well. So I I always kind of had the mindset, even when I didn't realize how serious this was, my mindset, because the first thing that canceled for me was South by Southwest. Yeah. And um, what I thought in my mind is I said, hey, man, I'm pretty sure a lot of these groups have legal teams that are telling people, hey, listen, we don't know much about this virus, how it spreads. We don't want to be the group that has to try to, you know, litigate how and why people, you know, tons of people got sick. So, you know, up front, I thought a lot of these things were legal decisions on, hey, you'd rather have the ability to have a show next year as opposed to once again go to court and then never come back ever again. Um, Then what I started to feel like happened was we had a moment of clarity where it was just like we now understand why the virus is such an issue. We... Don't, we are not able to detect it, which means you can exponentially infect more people, not even knowing that you're infecting them. The death rate is higher on COVID-19 in comparison mm-hmm. to other flu, you know, other flus, uh, strains, strains of the flu, rather. And, um, you know, it also takes longer to recover from it. You know, so I think the closer we began to realize that the problem is huge because we, number one, don't got testing. We have not established, uh, you know, a great testing system across the country. It's impossible to tell who does and does not have it just by eyeballing the person. Um, And you're possibly spreading something that, 
can be deathly harmful to some people that can be pretty harmful to others, especially when it's a respiratory type issue. Mm-hmm. And at the core of all of this, we have a failing healthcare system. So no, you know, you're right. E3, the big guys pulling out were definitely a signal, but then I really think that, you know, the consciousness of the nation around this issue probably started to rise as New Yorkers started to speak out about how this was affecting their hospitals. We have a lack of um, lack of uh, supplies, lack of manpower, um, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I think um, I, I am hoping that this pandemic leads to something better, obviously, in terms of like, healthcare and the way we handle things. Um, I had a friend who was still working. He was still going to work. And he was like, oh, the office isn't set up. And I'd have been like, it's going to be set up today, you know, yeah. to work from home. <laughs> like, that's it. And and now he's at home, you know? And I'm like, I told you. And he was like, yeah, but we weren't set up. And it's like, but, and you know what? Especially, I think he might've been one out of two or three IT guys. All of y'all should have been like, nah, we going home. No, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I think this, uh, this pandemic has shown us that obstacles in life have a way of, forcing you to get ready oh you're not ready well you're gonna be ready and whether you whether you you know at optimal speed or not you're gonna have to make something happen so mm-hmm. no i mean I, i'm i'm glad that some people wise up because i'm assuming that friend of yours he's still healthy right yes he is still healthy that's good, that's good. um and one so one of the things i found out today just by listening to the news is that the biggest event that happened technically um, at the beginning of the pandemic or, uh, of the virus, like really hitting Illinois was Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was still held. Mm. And I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't supposed to be if everyone had yeah. been <laughs> on their P's and Q's, right? Right. And then one last thing is I heard a really interesting story on Twitter. I wish I could give the girl credit, but I don't even remember her name. Um, her mom, who is, uh, she's an immigrant. She works with other immigrants. She works at a nursing home and, you know, high risk. I don't even know if people are getting hazard pay, but she asked for like hazard pay, this, this, and that. And then the lady laughed at her and was like, you know, maybe we'll give you free lunch. So she's, you know, she, I was going to joke with you and say she laughed at her. <laughs> she she did though so what her mom did what this lady's mom did was get all the other people together and say we're gonna call in sick we're not gonna go in and you know watch this lady squirm and they did that i i believe it's, that's called a coup right i'm not misusing the word they staged a coup uh, and i can see i can kind of see how that word could apply mutiny is mutiny better yeah, mutiny might be a better word. Okay. You know, a coup is you know, a coup is like, hey, we swap, we swap, uh, sweeping in, taking a victory. I think I've heard that used in that way a little bit more. You know, a mutiny is definitely like, hey, we are you know revolting to the top. I think you got that one. Yeah. I think in the beginning she did a mutiny, and then okay. towards the end it was a coup because it was a coup at the end. So it's a matter yeah. of what time it happened when she did it. Yeah. So she calls in. Everyone else calls in. This lady's panicking. She calls her boss. Her boss calls the lady's mom, begging for them to come in, and then she got all of her demands. 
So, you know, and I'm like, that's perfect. And I don't want to be negative Nancy where I'm like, but you know, sometimes it'd be that one person who go in and da, 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 da. But I think it's different in a case where you are a healthcare worker. You don't want to deal with all that by yourself. So you're like, no, if they not going, I'm not going. And I just thought that was like amazing. She was able to be like, hey, we all not going. And that lady had to then figure it out. No, you're not going to laugh at me. Um, I have a friend who quit her job because uh, they were trying to make it difficult for her to be. She was like, I have a two-year-old at home. I don't mind coming. But a lot of people are able to make house calls and then do visits once a, once a week. And she was like, you know, I want to be like that. And he was like, there are other people who are willing to work. And she quit. And it's like, y'all got to start giving these people the what for. But I understand if you can't, you know, there's always um, two sides to a coin. Well, so here's the thing, Janae. The the woman who staged a mutiny and then performed a coup, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go to think, here's the underlying issue that we have culturally, right? And I'm not even going to get too hard into the political portion of it because I don't know how to even articulate that that way. But here's the thing that all of us, if you got two eyes and ears, you can tell here's an issue, right? Why should people have to try to force you? They should have to basically stage a mutiny for you to realize that, like, hey, we're essential workers that stand to risk a lot. Mm -hmm. We are literally going to risk our health. And you wouldn't even think about trying to compensate me fairly about that until I forced you to. I had to basically say, we're going to go on strike until you meet basic demands on something that, like, Mm -hmm. again, Like, you're going to tell me that you value the normalcy of being able to pay me the regular wage that I have over my life. Like, think about that. They really were just straight up like, well, yeah, sure, y'all might be able to get sick from this, you know, disease that we don't have a cure from, or this virus, rather, that that we don't have a cure for, um, with, uh, you know, healthcare that you probably won't get access to. And, you know, you'll be out of work with time that you can't afford to miss. (laughs) But you just got to come in and gamble with it. And I think that's probably the worst thing to me about all of this, or at least the best thing about it is that it's revealed how culturally we've allowed private enterprise to use people, use living beings as commodities that you can kind of discard you know, when you want to, because casualties, everyone's a casualty, everyone's a casualty, you know, but all we need to do is keep the wheels turning on this, no matter what the cost or how many people it costs. Right. So and it makes you know. sense because it's a nursing home. And I think she, I think she was in a good situation um, that, you know, the person who was right above her was like, huh, you thought, and the person above her was like, no, you thought, give these people what they're asking for. Um, because if they had ever, you know what I mean, was like, nah, they would be like, let's find somebody else who's willing to do that. But you know what? Everyone needs to know, and I, I'm sure a lot of people in the healthcare profession know that. The people who were, they they made that um, makeshift hospital out of McCormick Place. The people over there are getting like $100 um, plus. I don't know if it's like hourly or daily or whatever. I think it's daily um, on top of whatever they're making. Like you have to treat people like that who are the forefront of helping people. I hope this kind of also pushes people into um, teacher, like, you know, paying money for teachers because like, they're, they had to, you know, develop a whole digital plan 
in such a short amount of time. Like we don't pay teachers enough. Right. And right. What were you going to do without them? Like, think about that. Yeah. Without yeah. people doing very essential tasks that realistically most of us have no idea how to replace, what would you do without them? What did you see? Did you see the Facebook? Uh, There's a Facebook post oh, where this, this lady said, "This lady said she was like, I called my son's teacher today to tell them that I'm not doing their job and they should pay me because." I guess her her son is a special needs um, student, That's and she was like, she was like, I need to be paid. I wasn't equipped to deal with this. I'm like, y'all tripping. You are tripping. Talking about as their parent, you want to get paid. You know, kids are not kids aren't free, right? Like, <laughs> like you don't get paid to take care of your kid unless you work at a daycare that your kid goes to. Like, yeah. it doesn't work but no, no you, you know what what are you going to do and people have been i've been seeing teachers on my timeline being like man you know these parents keep calling me but i don't know what to tell them i don't like i said what i could say some of them aren't reading they're not paying attention but no and i mean like again there are a lot of i, I i've been saying to people you know uh name the celebrities that have been going out and making food deliveries for you name the celebrities that have been keeping public transportation alive you know, name all of these great people that we run up, praise, give money, hand over fists for things. And guess what? When we ran into a situation where their wealth, their fame and their clout can't fix like they it's not going to heal coronavirus. Regular people, people with and without degrees of all varying levels are the people who are the backbone of this country right now. People that yeah. have degrees at the top that are doctors, all of that are doing the thing. And guess what? They stand there right next to people we used to clown. We used to clown RNs. We used to clown yeah. PNs. We used to clown them. And guess what? Those people are on the front line of dealing with this. Guess who's keeping you fed at night? People who work at grocery stores. And guess yeah. what? Some of them folks got accents. They don't, English ain't their primary language, you know. But guess what? If they stop working, Think about where you would be if you didn't have access to food or if you lived in a food desert. You would be messed up right now. Think if you lived in one of those nice suburban neighborhoods and your one Target or your one Walmart just said, hey, man, we'll get paid enough to come up here work during this and really didn't it. Like, we don't, we don't get paid enough to do this. But guess what? Those are the people who are primarily keeping society like afloat. Without them, we don't have no, not celebrities. Ain't nobody right. dunking no basketballs right now. Ain't nobody singing no concerts. To be fair, Lady Gaga is doing something. So is Rihanna. Um, they are doing something. But like Rihanna's new out, she made a statement. Someone's like, why are you not making music? She was like, I'm not worried about music. I'm trying to save the world. So there are some people who have their priorities, and, right? And, and right, Janae, there's individuals doing it. But this yeah, again, as a whole, as a whole, when we start, this is the problem, is that we find anecdotes, we find anecdotes to try to excuse the behavior of a failing system, right? We find individual anecdotes to be like, well, yeah, celebrities did do something. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm saying you were showing love to Lady Gaga and Rihanna, and everybody loves Riri. So, I mean, that's that could never be a bad thing. But, like, think about this. All of who, if all of the, if all of our people, the mega million and billionaires, came together and said, "Hey, why don't we pay for everyone to get a test?" Period. But I also think that's the problem because I would love that, 
But then what happens is the government continues to act how it acts and expects people to bail other people out. I would Don't get me wrong. I think that would be brilliant, right? But then it doesn't hold the government accountable. And so that, like, And that's what they should, you know, they should step in and be like, hey, so listen, we just did something that our government should have been doing, right? So not only should they be, uh, not only should we allow lead people that we have deemed as leaders, you know, which includes the celebrity, the political, and the, all of the like, not only should they be leading the way with some type of help financially or something along that way, along those lines, they should be able to help influence that type of change, right? You know, and I'm not saying that if you become a rich person that you should be doing everything you can for everybody everywhere all the time, but I'm saying the people who have helped you achieve your wealth, they struggling against a literal world pandemic. You know how people be saying, yo, would you do this if they put a gun to your head? This is it. There's a gun to everybody's head now. Would you do it? And we got folks being like, uh, I don't. Let me give you. You know, that people with Dave Chappelle holding on to the money. Exactly. <laughs> poor people it's poor people around y'all like they're not (laughs) so it's like it's to me i feel like it's like that it's not that i always feel like um people should wait for a handout that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that we have systems in place that allow the few to benefit off the many and if there should ever be a single time where those few say hey man like we could really do something that does good for everyone that we don't need to ask for something back. Cause guess what? The sooner we get out of this, they're going to go back to making money. Like and it's just selfishness. Like imagine this. If you were like, tag man, the NBA should be happening again. I would love for it to be going on. Et cetera, et cetera. You cut out. Repeat that. If you, if you, uh, if you, uh, you know, sitting at home saying, tag man, I wish the NBA was back. Imagine if the economy is able to snap back, we all able to go back to work sooner rather than later, they going to get the money back. People going back to play. They going back to watch the league. They're going to go buy tickets. They're going to go buy merchandise. You're going to put people back to work. So it ain't like, you know, there's negative, you know, it's all bad and you just lose by trying to be charitable. Exactly. Because if the economy gets horrible and don't nobody have no money, ain't nobody going to go see the game. That's over. Ain't nobody going to go watch uh, no concert. We're not going to have no money for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's going to know what it's like to be a Bulls fan. <laughs> nobody's going to go. Nobody's going to What I look like cheering for somebody else in the jersey that I can't afford to a game that I can't watch right now because we didn't get no help on on common, you know, on common basic utilities during this during this thing. Now we got money. We owe the companies that is just straight making money hand over fist. We owe these companies money, and then half of us lost our jobs. Yeah. Oh, that was a mouthful. That's truly, that was truly a mouthful. Ooh. Took it you took it out of me, Janae, on that one. <laughs> How is that my fault? <laughs> you, you know, you got me all riled up about this. We just sitting at home. We got our own thoughts to stew in, right? We sitting here stewing our own thoughts. 
is the ever, ever time to have an opinion. We do. We're not going to talk about 5G and people think they got to pay back their stimulus check. Uh, We're not going. uh, We're not going there. We're not doing it. I'm not doing it. I just don't have the energy. Um, But I have seen a lot of people turn to video games, um, even for like conducting meetings and things like that. I've heard about people uh, trying to conduct like a class or a meeting in Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, as well as Minecraft and things like that, because the servers and stuff can handle it. I think I heard something about Dota, but that don't even make no sense because that game is off the charts. I haven't gotten to Animal Crossing. I don't think I will. I may try it, but I tried the pocket version and a lot of people told me that I should not judge the game from the pocket version, Um, but it just seems like uh, everything happened in real time, right? Like I had to wait so many hours. It's like when you play The Sims on your phone, you got to wait an hour to eat another cupcake. You got to wait an hour to be done with your job. You got to wait this, you got to wait that. And so... um, what games have you been playing since you said you have been hosting stuff online? What have you been hosting online? And what do you play uh, that's just <laughs> by yourself? No, so, I mean, I, I've been having a lot of fun personally because I just enjoy Mario Kart a lot. We've been doing a weekly gathering online with that that we've been streaming to our uh, Facebook page, to the IPG Facebook business page. And that's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun, of course. Tonight is another Mario Kart night, so I'm excited to see how that may go tonight as well. Um, yeah. And then, and then, um, we've also played. Uh, we've played Smash Brothers. We've had a lot of fun with the Jackbox Party Pack. And I gotta tell you, you don't know how dirty your friends' minds are until you get them onto Jackbox Party Pack. And um, isn't Jackbox like semi innocent? Like you don't even think you would go there. You know, you know, have to be that way until you make it that right. <laughs> okay. It could be a nice thing where you just go, oh, ha, ha, ha. But then <laughs> because you can, you know, leave certain words. So this is up to people that you know. This is this is up to what they think in their mind, in the, um, in the uh, gutter of their mind. You know, and so you'll have some friends that, you know, decide to, you know, what I think is funny about Jackbox is, is that it's your ability to figure out what other people in the group think is funny, witty, or clever. And if you do a good job at like picking up on that, you'll realize that most people will be like, I'm going to be the first one to just curse in this. And then that becomes like a funny thing and people start voting for that. And then other people go, well, I'm going to curse too. But then if it doesn't make any sense, then no one votes for it. But you start figuring out stuff that people think is funny. And then you try to go for that over and over again. Hmm. I do like Jackbox Party Pack. Um, I haven't got to play six. Um, I remember going back to three. I think three is the one with like the murder, like you can be a ghost or something. So it's like a, it's like a murder scene, but it's trivia. Uh, that one looked pretty funny to me. I think there are a lot of games on Jackbox that are timeless and that makes me feel good. You know, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, I got to get the new version. Like maybe if it has a new game that I'm like super duper into, then cool. But it doesn't make me feel no type of way that I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this one, but, you know, you can always go back and be like, hey, do you want to play three? Do you want to do this? Um, You've been playing a lot of Borderlands, right? Because the last time I saw you, you were like level 13 and now you're like 47. Yeah, you know, I put some work in on the game. You know, my sister got it for me for Christmas and I have not Mm -hmm. played. uh, I didn't I hadn't played Borderlands like I uh, like I played Borderlands one and two. But then, you know, I kind of lost interest in it. I was a little disinterested for a while. So then. 
um, you know, I figure while I have time every day, basically, you go, boom, I'm going to go finish some work. You finish Mm -hmm. the work and then you go, let me turn on the PlayStation. And then it's cool because X has joined on. I've had another friend join on and and play. And the game is way more enjoyable um, with friends. So it is. I think that's one of those games where you'd be like, you want to get on? Yeah, but I'm level. It don't matter. Let's just go. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I really love the game. I finished it once. I was going through a second time. Um, I do want to finish it. I do want to get all the DLC. Like, the DLC seems so much fun. Um, the events that happen, like, it, su- it sucks that you weren't there for Halloween. The yeah. Halloween event. It was low-key annoying, but um, still a lot of fun. Uh, I've been playing Borderlands. I'm trying to get better at Mario Kart because my new goal is to race o- online. Well, yeah, what's, so- what's wrong with tonight? Let's go on and hop in on the game tonight, Janae. I could do that. Oh, you know what? No, you're gonna, you're gonna say, no, you're going to say this is an excuse. Yep. You're going to say this is an excuse. Guess what? My blue Joy-Con has started wandering. Janae, y'all don't have other controllers that you could use anything. Don't y'all have a Smash Brothers controller? We do. No, you're right. I will set it up. But I wanted to let you know. Oops, I just I just hit my mic. Uh, I wanted to let you know <laughs> that my me. Okay. <laughs> My blue Joy-Con is wandering, which makes it hard to play Pokemon, which is another hardcore game. Like, I finished it. I got all of my, uh, I got, I finished the whole Pokedex. I'm almost done with the Curry Dex. If you didn't know, the Curry Dex is a new aspect that helps your Pokemon get points and become more friendly towards you. Some Pokemon won't evolve unless they're friendly towards you, right? Mm, Um, I I haven't played. That's another game that I have not, uh, I was, uh, everybody knows the story. I played Pokemon day one and then I- Tell us the story. So so for the listeners at home, when I was a little kid, uh, I had a Game Boy. Game Boy was probably my favorite toy, if I could call it a toy. And um, my sister being, you know, the wonderful, delightful person she is, truly was trying to help me. And she figured she was going to clean the screen but for whatever reason, she cleaned it with a soft scrub. So if anybody knows you're doing dishes, soft scrubs are the things you use to clean out uh, a, uh, a metal pot, not something you try to wipe a screen off with. So here I am as a kid trying to play with this scuffed up screen. So I got up, you know, the idea that I was going to write a letter because once again, I'm so old that emails didn't exist. You couldn't message them. You know, the only way you can have contact with these companies is if you wrote them a letter. So I wrote Nintendo a letter as a uh, fifth grader. And I said, hey, I don't know where to go because eBay doesn't exist. Amazon doesn't exist. I said, I don't know where to go to get a spare part, but I really love my Game Boy. It's my favorite toy. And my sister scuffed the screen. And I just want to know where do I get a replacement screen, right? I thought maybe you could go to like Kmart and Kmart would yeah. Be, yeah, we got screens. So I get a letter back from Nintendo that my mom at first thought it was my dad's because I'm Kevin Jr. And so she said, Hey, uh, I'm not sure who this is for, but it's from like Nintendo of America. So I like I blow up because I'm like, whoa, wait, you <laughs> Nintendo sent me something? You know, because what's probably the like who or like, like why is it big deal yes usps none of these people deliver like oh yeah you'll get it in three days when i was coming up 
companies used to straight tell you, you'll be waiting four to six weeks to hear a response from us. So like time goes by before I get this letter back. So I get this letter back, I open it up, and guess what? Nintendo sent me a screen and was like, hey, we heard what you had a problem with. We, you know, uh, included a screen in this letter. Have your parents help you with it. You just uh, peel the old screen off. You lift it. It's a one plastic piece. And they were mm-hmm. like, this new one has adhesive on the back. And you just play it in the space with the adhesive off, and you'll be good to go. So I do it, and I'm happy. I'm back to playing Donkey Kong Land 3. And it was a lot of fun, right? So what I didn't realize was that I was now on, like, Nintendo's, like, special mailing list, right? Oh, wow. (laughs) And so they would send stuff every so often that, once again, Mama thought it was for for Dad because Kevin Jr. don't need to get no mail from nobody. (laughs) (laughs) So so Nintendo actually mailed me a VHS copy of a live-action explanation of what Pokemon is before Pokemon comes out. And if that plan didn't work for Nintendo, the, I took this tape with me everywhere. I was like a Jehovah's Witness, Janae. I was like, have you heard about Pokemon? Have you heard about my friend and Lord and Savior Charizard? Pikachu, the second coming of Pikachu. Here I am carrying this VHS around that Nintendo or whoever was responsible for creating this had scripted live action actors pretend to be Ash's aunt, Ash's teacher, Ash's friends, and living in the Pokemon universe explaining to you what this new game called Pokemon was coming out and how you had to capture all of the uh capture all of the Pokemon. They were like it's gonna be also sidetracked with a uh, uh with an anime that you can watch. And once again, if that tape didn't work, Janae, not only did I go and buy Pokemon Red and Blue, the Christmas that it came out, like that was my only Christmas gift. Not only did I do that, I also shared the game and the VHS with every friend that I had. I would be like, do you have a VCR at home? Wonderful. <laughs> let me tell you about Pokemon. <laughs> and if I can have a moment of your time, please, let me play this one. Well, not only did I become a huge advocate for Pokemon, but uh, the summer that it came premiered on, um, I think in America, the first time it came on like the WB or something like that, um, we watched every episode every morning through the first entire season. And um, yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoy Pokemon Red. I beat it through and through, got all of the Pokemon. I battle people. Um, and this was in seventh and eighth grade. And then in eighth grade, I graduated to another game, which was called Girls Rated Teen. And I could not be into Pokemon anymore. I had to move on from Pokemon because there was That's a so wild. <laughs> That's so wild. Can I tell you that I got a little boy who liked me to give me his Pokemon Charmander alarm watch? Like oh, that. Nah, straight off that- the bat. We, would have, we wouldn't have been together, Janae. <laughs> that, that was me. I was like, I want to play. My best friend had it, so I would just play off of hers. And then. Janae, you still there? I lost you. Yeah, the train was going by. I had to make a note of it. Oh, um, so I. Hold on. So, um. 
my friend had it. So I played it with her a lot. And then uh, there was this boy and I, I was in flag football and he was in flag football. So he always used to kind of like tease me or whatever. And then laugh when I would like freak out. Cause you know, I've been like that for a while now. So, um, and then he would walk to school and like wait by my house until I walked out and then he just like gave me his watch. And I was like, oh my. that's why I love uh, Charmander so much. I was like, oh my God, I love Charmander. Like not knowing that it was just my first exposure. Because if you uh, gave me like two Bulbasaur and Squirtle, I probably would have been all over it. Um, and guess what I thought up until last week or maybe two weeks ago? What's that? I thought that when the Pokemon fainted, they hated you more. I was corrected and told that they didn't start doing that till Game Boy Advance, but I didn't know. I thought they just, cause I felt like when I was playing, um, you know, Charizard wouldn't listen to me. Oh, but, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, X was like, no, it's because you didn't have the badge to control him. And yep. I was like, that doesn't make sense because I just thought this thing that I never read about, right? The only game I had on Game Boy Advance is Madden. No, I don't play Madden, please don't ask me. And it was um, it was the color, and I just I didn't play Madden. I didn't play Madden, but that was the only game. I sort of bought it for thirty dollars with that one game, and I never thought to ask for another game. It was unheard of. You know, you got one game, you better like it. Um, but I thought they hated you, and I thought that up until Pokemon Sword, which is my first Pokemon game, beginning to end, that I owned because I owned Let's Go oh, Eevee. Right? Okay. Yeah, but. I was also told that that's not a real Pokemon game. Um, <laughs> it's it's you know, not quite, but, you know, I understand. You know, crushing my dreams. And so then when I got Pokemon Sword, I didn't think that I would want to complete everything. But I was like, yo, this is like my first one. I even got into like battling and things like that. Mm, okay. So, yeah, the, those are pretty much the games that I've been playing, been obsessed with. Um, oh, no, I did get the boxing today with, uh, with Terry D. We were playing yeah. Creed on VR, so that's that was actually pretty fun. I could see us doing that again, too. Yeah, I'm into games that give me, like, a full-body workout. Like, I still have my Kinect. Oh, okay. um, so I definitely am going to go play, like, Dance Central and stuff like that. But they don't have the old Dance Central because we don't have a 360. Uh, they don't have the old Dance Central, so they're, like, making you pay for different stuff. But I'm definitely probably going to do, do that stuff while I'm in the house. Um and I do want Luigi's Mansion because I never played a Luigi's Mansion game. So really, this is my time and not just in quarantine or shelter in place, but this is my time where like new games are coming out and get to play games that I've like never got to play when I was younger and things like that. So I'm, I'm like super enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm down with it. Um, I mean, like and then I think the other thing is I've been looking forward to the stuff we will be able to have fun and do, you know, host all of this. So. Um, right. What are you gonna do when outside open up? Um, I'm probably gonna get a really tall glass of beer. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I think like going out to like uh like one of the arcade bars again is gonna be a lot of fun. I'll I'll, I'll probably uh want to try to do um that plus some events um that I've been thinking about that unfortunately. I haven't been able to, you know, we basically had to get canceled because of this. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been trying to think of some fun stuff like that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, 
I think I'm gonna, you know how um, Marlon, Nemo's dad, went in and out the Cinemony? Oh, or like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Where he went in and I think I'm gonna make sure it's actually okay, like super okay for me to go out because I don't even know what's gonna be, July, August, you know? And then it would be nice to have like a big gathering, um, maybe not huge, but like a, something like a game night and just hang out with people. Cause at this point I'm really shallow. I don't want to talk to people unless we're playing games. And then I don't want to talk to them unless we're playing the game I want to play. So yeah. unless we were playing Pokemon, I didn't want to talk, you know, cause either we were trading and we were doing trading ingredients and we we're like filling each other's Pokedex. I was like, I'm good. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm totally fine. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting to get out of that too. But I think, man, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what, business and stuff are you going to do for when it opens back up again to get people to like come in is it going to be like black friday where they're going to be like half off of this or yeah. do this and that just to subsidize it makes me something makes me feel like we won't get that type of reprieve we'll get these like uh, funny looking like sales on stuff that doesn't count you know yeah um there's a funny sale going on for martin luther king day uh, it was everything that it was everything that was black was fifty percent off. Oh really? I wonder what they did on Brother Malcolm's day. Who knows? Uh yeah. Everything was fifty percent off. And then I also think black people who walked in. No, no, no. I think I said black people who walked in should have got fifty percent off. But she was like, Yeah, fifty percent off on everything black. And she was like, I thought we were helping. But that's going to be my last random fact for this podcast. <laughs> We're just going to stop it right there before I'd be like, hey, did you know that blah, 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 blah? I'm not even going to finish it. <laughs> yeah, have <laughs> a did you know section. Um, yeah, this concludes the first episode of uh, Gaming for the Culture. So you have been listening to Janae Benet and Kevin F. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me and we can answer questions, even if they're funny or weird or weird we'll answer weird questions in the worst way that we can um don't take us seriously because we are not professionals to give advice about anything not at all um, yeah otherwise follow gaming for the culture uh check out our personal social media they will definitely be in the description we are on instagram twitter and facebook gaming for the culture and our personal social media accounts um kevin say bye to the people bye to the people thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys until next time this has been a gifted sounds podcast if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe rate and review for more podcasts please visit giftedsounds.com